Welcome to the Self-Content Podcast, where we share our content and our contentness that we have about our lives. In this podcast, I believe it's episode six, James and I will be jumping into the, ooh, the deep topic of a death, death and dying, dying and death, and how it's a big one. It contains a lot, and it essentially is our lives, whether we like it or not. So my partner in crime here is James. Hope everyone's doing well today and uh, hope you're all ready to buckle up and get ready for this. It's going to be a deep one. Yes, indeed. We're diving deep into the overly stigmatized taboo topic of, of dying and to be quite frank with you, before we jump into this a little bit more, maybe a trigger warning of if death is something you may be very scared of or nervous or anxious around, this podcast will be very matter of fact, where we will be admitting, you know, full-heartedly that we all die, we will die, we could die in the next second, and that our days, hours, seconds, etc., are numbered. And that might be a lot for some to come to terms with. Um, so just wanting to, you know, preface that uh, before we uh, get things rolling. So uh, we're going we're gonna to refer to some books that address death and dying and some other, um, you know, literaries that, uh, that love to discuss a little bit more about it so we can kind of riff off of that. Um, don't mind a dog in the background. They're just, you know, just perfectly timed. And uh, that's okay, because dogs die too. No. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Did not see that going there. But true. <laughs> Very true. Indeed. So we'll, we'll roll through the, the dog barking and see what we can do in, uh, in post. <laughs> yeah, so with, uh, with the dog barking in the background, I guess I'll start it off um, once again coming from the content-focused, very logical reasoning around dying. So there's two things I know that are a certainty in life. One is you're going to die. Um, The moment we are born, we start dying. That's how it works. It's a hard truth and an inevitability. It's going to happen. You can't run from it. Um, I know that's scary and terrifying and... I think a lot of fear that comes around the topic of death is that there's uncertainty on the opposite side of it. We don't know what happens. We all have different faiths and different beliefs. Um, But that uncertainty brings a sense of um, fear, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two. So number one, you're going to die. Hooray. It happens to everyone. Um, Two, the people who care about you and love you will miss you when you're gone. Those are the only two things that are certain when you are born. One, you're going to die. And two, when you're gone, the people who cared about you and love you will miss you. That's mm-hmm. it. The only two certainties in life. Guaranteed. Absolutely. 100 million percent. I concur. And that is the thing about life after death is you don't have a physical body to represent yourself in. And often that can be hard for many because the physical presence of you is 
often in some people's opinions, the only presence of you. And, you know, in my belief or experience working as a psychic medium, I disagree, frankly. And I think I have some, I guess, experience or maybe privilege in this area to have, uh, you know, spirits come to me very often um, to speak through me or to me about it, someone that they want to speak to that I can then relay that message to. This isn't to make this about me, but at the same time, some of this uh, podcast will be me referring to my experience through uh, faith and belief and, and trust in spirit and how there is possibility to communicate and be open to communication after death. So there doesn't have to be as much fear and that there can actually be connection um, even afterwards. So, you know, whatever your belief is, of course, we, we don't really care as long as it's loving. Um, even if it's not, you know, we roll. So on that note, um, I'm going I'm to pass it back to you, James, and and just uh, and allow you to to uh, to riff off that. Absolutely. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying with the physical manist- manifestation of um, your entity. I understand where you're coming from that. And it's it's funny because there's a book that we are going to reference here in this podcast called The Five Regrets of Dying. And your little blurb there about your beliefs and stuff like that is sort of number one on The Five Regrets. I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself. You believe what you believe your spirituality is yours you fully back it with your whole being. And I completely love that about you. Um, Once again, I'm a much more logical person. Um, I've struggled with faith uh, my whole life. I was actually Christian until I was 16. I talked about this um, in our separate spirituality episodes, which I believe Mm -hmm. were episode four. Yeah, around there. Something like that. Um, Yeah, a few back. So, um, it's, it's great to, to word it the way you did, um, because sometimes I, I, I jump to like bullet points and I, I don't express myself fully. But yes, the spirit, the, the physical manifestation of who you are will end up leaving this realm. I don't know where it goes. And it really depends on who you are and what you believe. Some people believe in reincarnation. There's been some fairly strange things that have happened. Um, Mm -hmm. The one that comes to mind is a 60 year old boy who kept telling his parents that he was murdered. Mm -hmm. He was someone else. He was murdered. Yeah. And they took him to a psychologist and he knew where he was killed. And Mm -hmm. the psychologist is like, the only way to end the cycle of him believing this is to go there and, and and prove that he was wrong. Well, lo and behold, they showed up and there's a body that, had been murdered the way the kid said it had been murdered and mm-hmm. they actually end up cat- catching the murderer. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff we don't know about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I did walk myself through um, sort of my, my spiritual beliefs where, you know, half of our, our soul is here with us and half of our soul is on the other side connected to us so that we're never fully, alone uh, people that pass over are on that side in that spiritual realm and we have a connection to them and people like Jameson who um, are so heart-centered and so in tune with his spirituality that he's actually able to connect to that on that Mm -hmm. other side 
is actually a gift to this world, I think. Um, but yeah, um, that that first regret in the book is um, wishing to have the courage to live a life true to yourself and not a life that others expect you to. Um, so many people spend too long trying to please others. Yep. Um, we often lose ourselves and what we need, want and desire uh, when we cater to others. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you reach that finish line, um, whether you're 20 years old with a cancer diagnosis or 90 years old eating birthday cake and ice cream, um, the, the self-reflection usually comes into, into play. Um, and I think one of the things that I've hammered on a lot during this podcast from episode one to now is awareness of where you are, what you're doing, who you are, what you believe, and actually taking that journey to understand and find yourself. And I think um, the reason death is so hard is because we don't live a life that involves that as part of the life plan, mm -hmm. which is funny because everything else is, to me, randomized and uncertain <laughs> death death would like if anything should be in a life plan it should be the one thing that no matter what you do it's gonna find you <laughs> at some yeah. point or another yep um and it's actually one of those things that uh i think would be helpful if there's um you know, uh, tragic circumstances, things are happening in people's life, whether it's an illness or old age or whatnot, to actually sit down with someone that um, can help walk you through yeah. the beauty of it. Um, mm. There is something so hauntingly beautiful about the finiteness yep. of our journey here on this planet. So that's what I have to say right now. Oh, beautifully said. I, um, thoroughly resonate with with you know your, your your thoughts your points your your heart that really came out to play there um because you you, you nailed it the, the finite uh, idea of our being and the fact um of death happening and and really encouraging um preparation for death even after just after being born um, or let's say 10 years or 20 years after, you know, asking yourself, how do you want to die? How do you want to prepare for that? What do you want to leave behind? Are you making a will? Do you have a, uh, a death plan? Um, you know, do you want a living wake? Um, you know, things like that to discuss early on, because I don't personally believe at all that it's taboo or bad luck to bring that into conversation um, I think in my experience, every time I've brought it up, or at least for myself, it's been reassuring and comforting and exciting in a sense that my death is going to be, uh, something to look forward to, but not hoped for, but it'll be more of an easier transition to go into maybe uh, a celebration of life before I pass or a uh, tr easy transition into that, knowing that 
what I'm leaving behind after everything is said and done and organized prior to that. So, you know, having my will sorted and the people I love communicated to, of course, tragedy happens, unfortunately, and we can't necessarily plan for these things. But while we are alive, prioritizing the fact that uh, or prioritizing the the death plan, uh, I think is really, really important. Um, so you can have more comfort in that uh, moving forward. Um, so there's some thoughts for you as we move through these points. Yeah, really good. Um, I really liked what you were saying there at the end where it's something to be celebrated and not mm -hmm. feared. Um, exactly. It's, it's interesting how much we avoid in life the hard topics, um, the things that might be a little yeah. bit more difficult to stomach. Um, mm -hmm. regardless of their inevitability in, yep. in life. So yep. that's, that was great. Um, so in this book, The Five Regrets of Dying, uh, it was written by a palliative care nurse. Um, and over, I think, five or six years, she had talked to yeah. a plethora of patients Many. and just sort of filed it down to these top five things, these five things that most people had wished they had changed. So number two is... I wish I hadn't worked so hard and hot damn, are we not stuck in that uh, rut in life uh, in this generation for sure. Mm -hmm. Far too often we forget how short life is until we are closer to the finish line. And yep. at that point it's too late. There's no going back. Actually I was listening to a Ted talk by um, an Australian also palliative nurse or palliative doctor. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, um, just like how often they or we as humans get caught up in things that are trivial and in the grand scheme of things small mm -hmm. and how invested we can get into those things mm -hmm. um, and how much time we could spend on those things yeah um, Far too often we do that. And I would like to say that I think a lot of people are so busy trying to die with as much as they can gather, mm -hmm. but not realizing that none of that gets to go with you. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes too, is there's a difference between doing that and building a legacy, something that you can hand down to your children or your children's children when you pass, mm -hmm. when you move on. Mm -hmm. Um driving that Mercedes or owning that, yeah. you know, $400 pair of shoes, $600 pair of shoes is, isn't going to make your life better. It's, mm -hmm. it doesn't add value to your life in any sense. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. To me. And once again, that's my perspective. Maybe mm -hmm. for some people it does. Yeah. Um, but to me personally, um, I would walk away from a job in a heartbeat if a friend or family member needed me and my job would not let me. Yeah. Let me leave. I quit. Right. No, there exactly. are things far more important than a nine to five. Yep. hundred yeah, percent. So. You, so, yeah. you nailed it. It's the, the human connection, the heart centered connection at the end of the day that, that really does matter most that, you will always have and in this life and after in my in my opinion 
Um, so cherishing uh, those connections um, every waking minute or not waking minute, uh, I think is, is crucial and most important as the soul never dies, in my opinion, and therefore keeping that connection, assuming you both enjoy it or it is loved and cared for is the, uh, the root uh, of what keeps us grounded in, in, our, uh, in ourselves and thus creates, I feel, uh, you know, more sanity uh, in, in, in this life, knowing that the people or the souls are the ones that really come down to uh, the, the focus point um, outside of physical things. And, and that's really it where, you know, unfortunately, in a sense, we live in a society in which encourages go faster, make more, get better, do better, work your way up, whatever ladder, et cetera. And, and that's the expectation or the machine that you are, are going through. And, um, you know, it's the end of the day, it's really is something you can't take with you and you can leave a legacy behind. And that legacy does not need to be monetary or financial at all to be really worth a lot. I completely agree. Um, you're touching on, on, on that where, you know, the rat race of life mm -hmm. if you yeah. will yeah. and it's funny because there's a pattern you'll notice by the time we get to the fifth point the fifth regret um and i, I won't talk about that pattern yet but we'll talk about it when we get there but it follows yeah. that that sort of theme so number three i wish i'd had the courage to express my feelings mm -hmm. so once again being true to yourself always prevails making sure yeah you're trusting who you are, what you want, what you believe, what you desire mm -hmm. will always get you further, happier, and more contented with your life. Mm -hmm. um, I think far too often we bite our tongues to mm -hmm. appease others. Yeah. Um, People pleasing. I think we, we learn that at a young age. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately. Um, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> one of those things you know um yes one of those things um but in the end it's going to cause a whole lot of regret if you don't speak up and express yourself how you feel um yep. and it can happen everywhere it happens to the best of us i've recently yep, yep. um gotten out of a serious relationship uh, about mm -hmm. three or four months ago and once again I should have been more assertive mm -hmm. in what I needed and mm -hmm. stuff like that. We all, we all do it. Mm -hmm. right? Life's too short. It's also, there's a, there's a quote out there that I always like to say after that is, you know, I always look at people when they say, Oh yeah, life's too short. And it's like, but it's the longest thing you'll ever do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. But while we're here in the physical realm, it is short in the grand scheme of things. So yep. make sure you, you know, assert yourself, make sure you are your own yep. advocate for your life. Exactly. Um, don't be walked on. Don't go about things. Yep. Um, avoiding what you need. Exactly. Want and, desire. Um, and that's not selfish. No, not at all. 
right? There's 7 billion people in the world. We're all going to want different. Actually, it's closer to eight, actually, I think now. Anywho, there's seven-ish billion people in the world. We're all going to want different things. Some of us might want the same things, but in the grand scheme of things, we're all we're all here on our own in the community with what we need, want, and desire. Nailed it. Mic drop. End of story. That is all. No. Um, that's it. I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm lost for words because you, you checked off every box in, in my head that I didn't even know I had um, to really... Uh, make sense of this fact and uh, bring it to light uh, with with levity, with truth, with love, and acceptance of uh, this this fact. Right on. Should we skip to number four then? Heck yeah. All right. So number four. This one. I, I agree with to an extent, but I have thoughts. Ooh, okay. Um, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Hmm. Great. Absolutely. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people and building a community for yourself absolutely should be a priority. Yep. Unfortunately... We often fill the void of loneliness with people that might not be best in tuned with the way we want to live life and who we are as people. Um, When I do leadership speeches and stuff in the past, I would talk about this frequently. And Um, I would often use the example of smoking. Yep. If your five friends, if your five best friends smoke, guaranteed you smoke as well. Yep. If your five best friends have tattoos, guaranteed you have tattoos as well. I'm not criticizing either of those things. They were just the example I would learn. Mm-hmm. Too often, we put people in our lives to fill a void instead of put people that bring value to us. Um, we do the same thing with um, who we take advice from. Mm-hmm. Often we take advice from friends and family and stuff like that instead of someone who has fruit on the tree in the mm-hmm. areas that we need advice taken from. Yep. Um, so when you want to stay in touch with friends, when you want to build that friendship, make sure you know who you are and what you want in life. Yep. And make sure you surround yourself with people that want the same. Um, exactly. Yep. One of the things that you'll notice from some of the friends that probably shouldn't be friends um, is if they only reach out to vent, if it's all one-sided, I feel like a lot of us get trapped in those types of friendships. For sure. Uh, Once again, personal experience um, coming from my unique reality and making sure that you had the courage to live a life true to yourself and that you'd had the courage to express your feelings, <laughs> that you build friendships that align with those other things. Exactly. And it's a continuous uh, open door, revolving door of, of knowing that and standing up for yourself and making change, taking action to make change, to create a community or friendship or trust network 
um, you know, that you could rely on, that is there for you, that you can tell your feelings to, that is, isn't one-sided, that is, is dual-sided, you know, it, it takes a two-way street to make a relationship flow. And, uh, you know, you'll know when you are and you know, you'll know when you're not, or at least eventually, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's that understanding an idea. And of course, it's hard to cut cords or cut energy ties or friends out of your life. But at the end of the day, I think intuitively, or at least for me, uh, I, I get a vibe after a few months or even years of somebody in my life that I know isn't resonating with me anymore. And that's not that we, you know, put them down in any way. It's that we wish them well um, and maybe still keep them in our circle, but distance ourselves as we see fit in a respectful manner um, for allow, uh, to allow your, your own growth. Especially when you're in a personal growth journey. Yeah. Um, you get a lot Especially. of that, um, oh man, you've changed. And the best way to respond to that is like, thanks, we're supposed to. Um, yeah. Hundred, hundred <laughs> I'm definitely not that five-year-old kid anymore yeah um, i always picture like a, a caterpillar yelling at a butterfly hey man <laughs> you changed thanks <laughs> it's yeah like, it's part of life it is life in a nutshell <laughs> yeah um so yeah. the the fifth and last regret is i wish that i had let myself be happier mm. and to that one i i struggle to have thoughts with that one because happiness is different for everyone, mm-hmm. right? I wake up and I know that I have a smart and sophisticated and beautiful and bright woman in my life currently. I know mm-hmm. that I have two gorgeous children that are mm-hmm. my lifeblood. Those are the things that bring me happiness, that bring me joy. There's yeah. a lot of other things that do as well. I've got great friends, great family. I've got mm-hmm. people like Jameson in my life who... Uh, not enough nice things could be said about these people. Um, So when you think about happiness, I guess, once again, it has to do with that perspective and that personal journey and the awareness of what makes you happy in life. Yep. Um, For me, it's non-materialistic. It's more relationship and heart centered based. And yeah. It's, it's also, I think too many people get stuck in the idea that happiness is a destiny. It's destination. Destination. Oh, destiny or destination? Destination. Okay. I call it destination sickness, right? Yeah. Once I get this house, I'll be happy. Once I get that car, right. I'll be happy. Once, <laughs> you know, things like that. Well, no, happiness is a choice that we make day in and day out, right? When that alarm goes off in the morning, you could be like, ah, damn it. Yep. Now I got to get up. Or it could be like, yes, I woke up this morning. High five. Mm-hmm. That's not guaranteed. Nope. I'm breathing. Right? You could be mm-hmm. sit there, sitting there stuck in traffic driving to work and just pissed off, or you could be sitting there stuck in traffic and be like, oh, wow, the mountains look beautiful today. Yep. And yep. Bob, who takes the same trip as me every day in the bright red Miata, is wearing a different tie. Like, be mm-hmm. aware of your surroundings. Find things to make yourself happy about, right? Yep. Yep. Um, Perspective. Yeah. Not, not to be toxic positivity, because I no, know it's kind of a thing. thing. Yes. Um, but yes, it's that narrative changing uh, to, to, yes, manifest a, a future of positivity rather than, you know, what to sulk upon. Realistic um, optimism versus toxic optimism. Yeah. Right, exactly. And, and you'll find eventually you, you, you hit on a core of what is causing you that grief or that pain or that anger. 
and, and whatever, if that's your marriage or if that's your job or if that's your uh, relationship with a, a child of yours, whomever or whatever it may be, often it's coming from somewhere for a reason. And it's up to you to decide whether you want to accept that or not and make a change in that area of your life or staying the same because it's easy to always just stay the same and not change and get stuck in that stagnancy. Yeah. Some people enjoy the rut. Yep. And, and yeah. you know, because it feels safe and secure, yeah. it's familiar. Yeah. Uh, you don't really have to deal with uh, random things happening. Mm-hmm. That routine. Some people thrive in the routine. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's, and that's just it. It's like autopilot for 20 years, working the same job, hating it, having the same relationship, hating it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's easy. And often the body, mind, and soul isn't comfortable with that, you know, sudden change. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all? That Those are the five regrets, man. That's it. Wow. Those are... Those are those are hot and heavy. I love them. Yeah, I'm sure we'll touch on them in in the next episode a little bit. Um, yeah, which we will dive deeper into the actual, the art of dying, if you will. Um, mm. Yes, the toll it can take on your mental health, your family. Um, exactly. How to prepare for? Yep. Um, things that we can do so that we're not as scared. Um, Yippers! Not as scared. All right. And with that, I'm James. And I'm Jameson. And this was the Self-Content Podcast. And before we close, if you're struggling in any way, please reach out to anyone about anything that you feel as if you can trust. And know that there is people out there, no matter what, that you can trust that do have your best interest in mind. So with that, enjoy. Enjoy.